Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I'm Dan Delmar, your co-host, and it's my pleasure to introduce the host of the program and the founder of TV for a very special episode. <laughs> it's going to get personal. Montreal Socialist to Cheryl Besner. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, Dan. I'm good. I mean, this is like, okay, this is girls' night out, and you're invited, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is this is the slumber party show, and I'm the guy, I guess, who's sort of peering over the windows. No, 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 you're no? not peering over okay. nothing, Dan. You are part <laughs> of this whole thing, okay? You know, yeah. Well, here we are. We're going to be talking tonight about how much our friends and family should or should not influence how much we should share with people when we start dating again and how much we should take in and how much we should listen to and how to process the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know if you share a lot with your friends about your dating world you're shaking your head i do yeah definitely i have a couple of good friends uh who uh who i always confide in and i have a couple of friends who have set me up before uh quite successfully in in a couple of cases so uh yeah no i i, I always seek advice from my friends and, and some of them have been really really helpful so do you seek advice more from your male friends or your female friends? Both. Both? both? Totally both. I, I mean, my friends are kind of 50-50, male-female, and uh, it depends on the issue, I think. Uh, you know, obviously, if it's if certain topics are easier to talk about with other guys, and sometimes you need a, a woman's insight. Uh, so it depends, I guess. Well, later on in the show, also, we're going to have Jess Solomon doing our love beats, and she took to the streets to ask people as well about who should or should not and how much we should influence and receive influence from our friends mm-hmm. and family about our dating life. So we're going to get to that. But in the meantime, I want to go to some of our hot topics that are trading right now in Wait, hang the on. dating world. But before what? we get there, what? I want to know before, before your friends come in, uh, do they generally give you... Good advice. Are you happy with with how your friends have influenced your dating life? Okay, so uh, you know what? I'm going to be doing... Let's talk about who's coming on. We might as well do this right now, okay? So I have two girlfriends coming on. One of them is a friend that I've been with since I'm 12 years old. So we've gone through dating as teenagers together, getting married together, getting divorced together, and now dating together again. I mean, well, not each other, but (laughs) going through our dating life together. And then another one is another girlfriend of mine who comes at her dating advice from a very different vantage point. So Phyllis is my 12-year-old, since I'm friend's girlfriend. And then Chantal Shamandi, she came into my life later on. She knew me when I was married. And she's coming from a very happy, very successful marriage where, you know, they've been together their whole, you know, exclusive life, raising a child together and everything. And she's a very strong-minded, very opinionated woman. And I love that. So they, they both give me very Different advice also because of where they're coming from. And I think that's important to know also when you go seek advice to go to the person that also sometimes might have the same viewpoint as you and other times where you need the hard truth. Mm-hmm. What about you? Tell us about Camille. Uh, Camille Chakra is, uh, well, we're colleagues right now uh, at Provocateur, and uh, she has been my friend for a few years now because uh, she started out actually as an intern on my old evening show on CJD, which was Delmar at Night, and so she, we were working together almost every night, working very closely, so she's heard a lot of stories, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm and, sure she uh, has, and I can't wait to hear some of them. Yeah, so Camille will dish the dirt on, on my dating life later because she's uh, seen a lot of stuff go down. So we'll, I'm sure. Well, so yeah. have my girlfriends, you know, and, and they actually 
actually went through this whole process of me dating over 50 after my divorce and have seen me laugh, have seen me cry, given me advice, um, told me different companies to try and people to meet and matchmakers. So we're going to get into all of that. But right now, let's go to some of our hot topics that are trading out there right now in the dating world. And I wanted to really talk about one of them. And the recent survey showed that women, I, I like this, women are more likely to initiate an open relationship according to openminded.com. Can you believe that? That's that's kind of surprising. Well, I'm not necessarily so surprised because we have talked about this before on the show as well. And women, especially in the 50 up crowd, we had, we had a show, remember Aaron Rand was on it mm. with his girlfriend and they were talking, this wasn't necessarily open relationship, but um, living apart together. And a lot of women at the beginning want that because they've come from long-term relationships and they want to be independent and they want to share their life with somebody, but they don't want to be responsible for somebody. They've been responsible. So that might have a lot to do with it. But they surveyed over 64,000 members and found that most of the couples in open relationships, two-thirds, not even 60, 40, two-thirds are initiated by the woman. Wow. Yeah, hmm. I know. I, I was a little bit surprised with that. And also, there's this little city outside of Indonesia, um, just outside of Jakarta, and they just implemented a new law and have introduced the regulation that prohibits young people from dating after dark. If you go out on a date, you have to be home by 9 o'clock. I can't imagine you doing that, Dan. Mm, no. no. No, that's a bit early. Yeah, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just don't want it to be an enticement and, you know, that you go out, you have your date, and then you go home and it doesn't leave any open doors to end up where you don't want your daughter to be. Mm -hmm. and, and if you do break the law there, you have to get married. They force you to marry? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what this law is all about. Oh, that seems healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to you to say something um, like that seems not 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 in your world, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. And then strange. this is uh, interesting. Elite Daily this week talked to us about the six worst things to tell your girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, something that you would say to them after they have a breakup, uh, a relationship breakup. One of them is, "Oh no, he was such a great guy or girl." I know how you feel. The empathy routine. Or there are plenty of fish in the sea. And that is the something that people don't want to hear, mm. right? You don't want to hear when your heart is broken, there's plenty of fish in the yeah. sea. Did okay. you want to hear my, my, my spiel that I give to friends who are going for a breakup? Yeah, I'm not sure I, if it's a I, I, I don't know. Do we want to hear this? <laughs> I, maybe, maybe. No, I definitely want to hear it. Um, okay. It, it goes along the lines of, well, love is a two-way street, right? And if it's not going both ways, then it's better that it ends now than finding this out later on. A hundred percent. I'm agreeing with you on that one. And the other thing that, um, I, you know, I, it's funny because I just went through this this week with, with a client and I was giving her some advice and a lot of people get caught up and they think, let's get distracted. Let's get busy. Let's get out there. Let's start dating. Let's start having sex, which is like the biggest no-no because afterwards you just feel not good about yourself. Um, or they throw themselves into spring cleaning or running around all the time, getting into sports. That's distraction. I think people, if you're out there and you're listening and you've just broken up with somebody, my biggest piece of advice to you is do something that is progressive, something that helps you move forward, something that you can hold on to afterwards, where you feel that you've 
progressed in life. So do something that really you can attach yourself to and at the end say, wow, I accomplished this for myself. That's so like, great. So maybe picking up a new a new hobby or something like that? A new hobby. Or? Well, okay. for, me, for me, it was blogging. I started 365 Days to Find Love. That was my progress. I did something that I never thought. That gave me confidence because really – that's one of the things you have to do to mend that broken heart. You have to have confidence in yourself that you can go out there and do it again and use whatever happened as your learning experience. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. What do you so, think? Yeah, no, I, I definitely like it. I, I sort of uh, I, I take the approach where I, I do a lot of work. Sort mm-hmm. of I get dragged on myself in my work until I sort of come out of it. Uh, and so that tends to work, I guess. But that's still a distraction. And, and, yeah. and that's a good one. But maybe it's, it's something within your work that's the next achievement. It's, it's about achieving something for yourself, a next level, because relationships are all about evolution. Or I write angry Facebook posts about politicians. That seems to be cathartic, Yeah, too. well, yeah, you're, and you're really good at that, <laughs> <Thanks>. Dan. <laughs> but, Dan, you're still single. I am. I know. We'll have to work on that. I know. Well, I think your friend is going to help us uh, at least understand the psyche of Dan Delmar and yes. his dating world. Camille, we'll, we'll dish the dirt on, on why I'm still single. Right, and uh, I'm sure uh, my girlfriends are going <laughs> to have a lot. I have told them in advance, take it easy on me. Please be kind. Yes. <laughs> you know, I am dating somebody now, so they're a little bit easier on me. But when I wasn't, boy. All right. So coming up on Soul in the City, we've invited our closest friends, uh, Chantal, Phyllis, and Camille, to dish the dirt uh, about our uh, relationships, our past relationships. Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Tell me what you want, what you like, it's okay. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Fesner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar, and uh, I must say I'm honored to be included in your slumber party this week, Cheryl. You're actually part of the conversation and subject, Dan. You're not just part... (laughs) Yeah, that should be interesting. So uh, we're this is a, a special extended roundtable, and we invited our, our friends onto the show. That's right. So I've included on today's show my two BFFs, or two of them. One of them is, her name is Phyllis. She actually uh, happens to be a Montreal fitness trainer, and we've been BFF since we're 12, gone through dating in our teens, getting married, getting divorced, and dating again. Welcome to the show, Phyllis. Hi, Cher. Hi, Dan. Hi, Phyllis. Hi, everybody. As well, we have Chantal here, Chantal Shamandi, one of my other BFFs here. And uh, she's been part of my divorce and new dating life. Chantal, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Cheryl. Hi, Phyllis. And then we have Camille sitting here. Now, Camille, I'm really anxious to introduce you. You're also part of Provocateur Communications with Dan, and you've known him a long time, and you're here to... Do the dish on Dan. I am. I'm so happy to be here. Camille Chakra, she's heard some stories over the years. I oh, think. yes, yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure she has. She's actually foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she can't wait. <laughs> I'll okay. be nice. I'll be nice. Well, you know, I'm going to shoot this right away, actually, to Phyllis, only because Phyllis and I go way back, and I just want to address dating. Phyllis, do I you care. remember when we used to sit in the bathroom in high school and talk about the guys we met and who we wanted to date do you think it's changed in 50 years? Clearly it is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it hasn't changed. We just sit in different areas to talk about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I don't think girl talk changes. No, I don't think so either. And but the the advice we give each other has changed a little bit, right? Well, our experience, you know, we go through things, so it's, there's more depth to it. There's more wisdom. There's you know, there's there's life experience where what did we have when we were twelve, right? Oh, it was 100%. a clean slate. So we had to build all that. So now, you know, through the things that we've gone through. And uh, how we've gotten to know ourselves and know each other over the years, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 in that way it's changed. It's so, evolved. Phyllis. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> What was Cheryl like in her teens and 20s? Cheryl was pretty much the way Cheryl is. She's, she's beautiful, free spirit. She'd walk into a room, every head would turn. She's creative and, you know, she breathed life into everything. She's, she's smart as a whip. She was... You know, you didn't mess with her tongue and her brain, and she's she's uh, she's amazing, amazing friend. Uh, you know, wise beyond her years. She moved out; she was seventeen. She was wallpapering apartments. We weren't like even like graduating high school, and uh, she knew what she wanted, and she went out and she got it, and here she is. Okay, and I'm going to do this self-proclaimed. I was a little bit of a rebel here. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to throw it out there because I know it's going to come up, and Chantal's looking at me, going, "Yeah, it is. It's yeah. about to hit the fan, right?" She's still wallpapering. so what what do you think about this whole topic do you think for instance i came to you and i share a lot of my dating things do you think you would have given me different advice chantal when i was 16 17 than you would now or have you always had the same thoughts no i think i've always really had the same thoughts i think it's a little different for me you know i lost my mother very young so i didn't really have that you know mother and daughter talk i was 10 years old when she died and so on so i kind of had to fend for myself although i had a a great dad and great family so for me it was you know if you met a guy and he had to be Exactly how we pictured it, you know, as kids, you know, he, we were going to meet this great guy and he would understand exactly what I want to do. And I wasn't going to compromise for anybody. And I still don't believe in compromising. And I, people attack me all the time. What do you mean? The marriage <laughs> is all about compromise. I disagree. I think I would have given Cheryl the same advice as I do now, which is know who you are, know really what you want. Because at the end of the day, all of these compromises are not going to make you happy, whether it's a year down the line or 20 years down the line. And, you know, proof is a little bit in the pudding. If you look at the statistics, one of every two people are getting divorced. Why is that? Why are we really getting divorced? I mean, the truth is... What do you think the reason is? I really think it's because we have compromised our whole life. And as women... And, you know, I don't want to do this gender thing, but as women, we tend to want to nurture. We tend to want to make the other person happy. It's like, you know, you meet a guy, you go out on a date. After the second time, is, do you want me to cook for you? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do think there's something wrong with that after the second time. We want them to see us the way we think that that's what they want. But I think that's wrong. I think if you are who you are and you find somebody who is who loves what you do, who loves who you are, then you can grow together. You can't do that the other way around because one day you wake up and you go, this is not really what I want to do anymore. And then that, you know, you've, you've wasted or, you know, you've wasted 20 years of your life or 10 years of your life. And, and you look back and you realize today, look, you're this person. And that's probably who you were 20 years ago. A hundred percent. And it's funny, Phyllis, because you brought that up. And, and I will say this, even reflecting on myself here, because I know we're dishing about me a little bit. When I was younger, I was creative, and I had a certain style about me, and I had a certain philosophy, and I was a rebel. And then at a certain point, because of the transformation and my marriage and children going 
you're not there yet, Dan, but children going to, you know, private schools. I walked in from my work background into a school environment where all the moms were wearing pearls and twin sets. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but it wasn't the way I dressed. And I kind of felt I have to conform a little bit. And then I spent 10 years conforming to what I thought. Now, the pearls didn't last very long because it wasn't my thing, but I did try it. And then all of a sudden you realize, no, this is not me. And one of my girlfriends, Phyllis, you'll, you'll be able to confirm on this. Another one of our friends who was part of that group when we were 12, when I got divorced, I said to her, is this me or am I changing? And she said, no, actually, you've changed back to the girl I knew yeah. when I right. was 12. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, right? So we, we do. We, I think, though, sometimes that we compromise also for the sake of our children or the family. And right or wrong, we do compromise ourselves. Yeah. I agree, sure. So, Camille, I agree. what I do think, you... I think that as women, and I talk to a lot of women in my job, I think that we, 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 we take so much and we, you know, like you say, we're nurturers and we sort of put our needs aside. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around, your kids are grown up. And that's why there's so many divorces, like 25 year anniversaries around, you know, menopause, all those years where you say, hey, I brought these kids, and now what about me? And if you don't have a partner who's sort of grown with you, if you've grown apart, then you grow apart. And you know what? And most of the time, I bet you, you know, if you really are honest with, you know, if we're honest with ourselves and, you know, you really realize that this does not happen overnight. You know, there are a lot of things. So before you know it, you're like going out with the girls more. Nothing wrong with that. But kind of, yes, I will say. And I'm a very independent woman who's, you know, made my own money. I work my own thing. So, you know, I've got to put that out there. Although, you know, being a full-time mother is a full-time job. But at the end of the day, you know, you not wanting to sp- you wanting to spend less and less time with your partner, there is cause for for alarm. And you know, people go, well, you know, you you kind of grow in separate ways. Well, no, that's not the idea of marriage. The idea of marriage or, or friendship or whatever. Like, look at your friendship with Cheryl. This is a perfect example. You know, all these years you've been friends. Why have you been friends? The truth is, you've been friends. And why we keep girlfriends keep girlfriends friends longer than we do male vice, you know, in in marriages, is mm-hmm. because we are true to who you we are as girlfriends. I'm who I'm I am. Right. Yeah, and so and we you know, each other. Right, but and Cheryl won't change that. and be somewhere something else with me uh, to make me happy. She's who she is, right. and that's why the relationship between friendships usually lasts a much longer time than a marriage because we really are who we are. We're sitting here, actually, Dan and I are sitting here, for those of you just tuning in, we're talking with our BFFs about our dating worlds and also how much we share and talk about things with our friends, as well as how much advice we should take, digest. So, Camille, give us a little background on Dan. Does he... (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, for instance, he calls you up and says, I just met a girl. What do you do? I get very excited because I think to myself, okay, we may have a live one here. (laughs) I'm not going to be mean, I promise. But no, I I get really excited and I usually ask him, you know, does she actually live here? Yeah, that's true because they usually move or they usually move. Yeah, Yeah, that's the problem. You know, we were talking about this the other day and I said, you know, you often go for girls who are unreachable. They all move. They really do. They all move away. But generally when he does call me... Not because say, of me, for the record. No, not because okay. of you. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's make that, that clear. <laughs> well, Mostly that's not we, because of but me. The, but that's a big topic for everything because it's not only about meeting somebody. It's about are we meeting available people because yeah. we might be available but and there might be a reason, Dan. 
that you're constantly choosing and probably is I, unavailable <laughs> women. I think that, I mean, we've discussed this, Camille. I think that, yeah. that, uh, that's, a. Um, I mean, on the surface, it looks like that, right? It looks like I'm going after unavailable women, but commitment phobic. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and that was probably true in, in my earlier twenties and mid twenties even. But, uh, I think now it's just a string of bad luck. Honestly. I mean, I have two ex-girlfriends Definitely. who I adore who live in the same city in Israel, you know, and one moved to another moved to New York, another moved to Toronto, um, I think a part of the reason, honestly, is that uh, it's really hard for bright young professionals to stay in Montreal. If you like it, I'm sure to put a ring on I wasn't ready, Chantal. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes we have to go with the flow and move with the love, right? <laughs> Solo in the city. This is our uh, our BFF edition, and I've, I've, I've come out pretty unscathed so far, but I feel like... Uh, the next segment might be a little bit rougher on me. Uh, Camille Chakra, Chantal Shamandi, and Phyllis with us on Solo in the City. This is News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Give it to me, I'm worth it. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City, a special edition of our, our BFF slumber party here, and uh, and the women have been kind enough to let me hang around. <laughs> and uh, so we have uh, uh, a couple of uh, Cheryl's friends, Chantal Shamandi and Phyllis, on the line. Uh, Camille Chakra, she's my pal, a colleague at Provocateur, and a former, uh, she worked together at CJ80, and she's known me for many years and heard a lot of my stories, right, Camille? Oh, yes. And uh, we're going to hear more. Yeah, so Way this more. is uh, dishing the dirt on Cheryl and I and, uh, and our dating past. <laughs> Well, it's not just about dishing the dirt, because I, I do want to talk about this, okay? Really, one of the things that I want to talk about here is how much should we share with friends? Because here's the scenario, okay? L- listen, the scenario is I meet somebody. I go out on a couple dates. Second or third date in, he does something that really ticks me off. And then I call Chantal, and I say, Sean, listen to this. This guy, you can't believe what he did. He did this and this and this. And she goes, ooh, Dump them. Dump them. Okay, (laughs) dump them. Well, okay, normally we would try and hope that the person would sit there and say, well, how do you feel about that? But no, Chantal, you're right. You would say dump them. But here's the thing. Three weeks later, I run into him. I go out on a couple more dates. I've shared all this dirt with her. And I start dating him and really like him. And she's thinking, what are you thinking, Chantal? I'm thinking either she was too hasty with the, I was too hasty with the dump him. But then again, you have to understand, (laughs) when you are telling me a story, the first thing that would enter my mind, and when I say the word dump him, obviously, you have to understand, it must have been something that really, really I didn't think was the right thing to do on a first date. So, you know, we have to take everything in perspective here. 100%. Okay, so, but the, the fact is this, sometimes we do share too much with our friends, too quickly, And then we have to deal with the fact that we want this person to like the other person. We've all gone through this, right? Yep. That actually happened to me in another uh, friendship, not really with uh, Dan, but uh, a good girlfriend of mine. She had started dating this guy, and at some point he kind of, he seemed like a bit of a player, and I told her, I was like, listen, you have no time for this. Just move on. Find another great guy. And you know, she went on another few dates with him and they've been together for four years and they're definitely going to get married. They're in it for the long run. So that's a case where I was too hasty and, you know, it was a success. But with Dan, we haven't really 
you know, we haven't reached that point. <laughs> so you got to put that ring on it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I have to make a relationship last longer than a year, I guess. Then we'll, then we'll yeah. see. <laughs> it's funny, though. I always say to Dan, I'm like, can you get married so I can be your flower girl? <laughs> Love that. Well, I'm going to be the wedding planner. There you go. There you go. So wait a second. I just want to go back to that one-year thing. So, you know, I think that there, you know, I think when you're in your early 20s, uh, you know, late teens, and, you know, you don't really talk about marriage and so on. But I think that I want, you know, and if you did, you know, I know a lot of girlfriends that have been with the same guy since they're 19 and, you know, wow, first guy, marriage, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think that at this point in your life, Dan, and I'm, I don't know, Camilla, I'm just talking, I, I don't know Dan very well, but I would say that right now in your life, with all the experiences that you've gone through, that you should know exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I don't think it would take you one year because you know what? The truth is, you know somebody's true colors after... I would say three to four months, you know, there are little things that they do, even though they try maybe do all those right things, some things will slip. And I think that maybe if you nipped it in the bud early enough, rather than say, you know what, I'm going to give it another few months, that line, I've heard that line so many times, I think it's so wrong. And, you know, we go from being completely hasty to, you know, I'm not talking, we're, do- we're doing a 360 now. But I think that when you really feel those little things that bother you at the beginning, you got to nip it in the bud and walk yeah. away. Because they will not yeah. change, guys. They will not Those change. Those warning signs are huge. I got great advice many years ago from one of Cheryl and I. We're a group of six girls. And my friend Missy's father said to me, if something bothers you, you can't see me, but this much, when you meet them, when you get married, it becomes this much. That's and I right. can tell you the yeah. absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Everybody has baggage and, and everyone has stuff, but you have to be able to live with their stuff. Chantal it's mentioned three through, months. Then it works. Chantal mentioned three months. I think that's, that's, that tends to be a good, uh, a good period of time to really get to know someone, to, to see if you want to go to the next level. And I've had a lot of really great relationships that lasted for three months, but we decided, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't quite work out. But is that, is three months seems to be a, the standard it, 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 for me well, anyway. It's a very good time frame for people to kind of look at each other and mm. go, yeah, this is something I really want to keep exploring, and I want to grow it, and I want to see where we can go with this. And Or you say, you know what, I don't see a future in this. And then you have to decide, do you want to keep dating that person until you're ready to move on? Do you want to just keep it something that's casual so you have camaraderie? You, you have a lot of decisions to make. But I, I want to ask a question. Phyllis, because yeah. we, we've, we've gone through this before together. You're friends with somebody, and you keep seeing them make the same mistake over and over and over. Is there a point where you wanted to say to me or say to somebody else, okay, I'm not doing this anymore with you, you know? Honestly, you know my opinion on this fact. Okay. I have to say no because I'm I'm guilty of it. I've made the same mistake so <laughs> You pick me up every time, so no. I mean, it's your journey, right? Right. And I'll, you know, I think... You know, we, we have had so many, so many conversations at so many hours of the day and night and whatever. And uh, ultimately, it, you have to be true to yourself. But what I have to say is those warning signs, those red flags, they are really important. Yeah, they don't They're super go important. They, you have to look at them. as something in your gut, even if they're good looking, even if they have money, <laughs> even if they're on the list, there's 10 out of the 15 things that they have. There could be like five things. There could be a temper. There could be there's certain things that you have to look at that trust me once you once you, you know, get into long term and, and yeah, you can always get out, but who wants to get into something that you think you may want to get out of? So what about telling a friend if you know something about Camille, if you know something about Dan's 
girlfriend or date or you know something about the guy that I'm dating Mm -hmm. and you think that it's really bad and not just rumor like you know for a fact do you tell the person mm-hmm. and Absolutely. risk and risk losing the friendship? Because we all know you yep. can lose the friendship on that one, right? Do you tell um, the friend? Yes. Okay, well, I'd yeah. have to think that if you met somebody, right, and you dated them a couple of times, and I heard some really bad stuff about them, and if I came to you and told you I heard something, I'm going to give you the information. I would hate to think that you would end our 45-year friendship on that. No, hundred percent. No, I definitely right. wouldn't. Okay, so but what about say- what about if you found out? And I'm telling you, I'm in love with somebody, and you found out they're having an affair, or they're seeing oh, somebody boy. else, or you see them out. Not you even tell? absolutely. Not even a okay. question. So not I've even, been in this position. I've been there. You've been there. So what happened, Phyllis? I never said anything. You didn't. I I okay. never said anything, and I'll tell you why. Afterwards, I told everything I knew. I didn't want to be the one responsible for breaking up the relationship. In retrospect, I think, I, I sp- you know, when I said, did I do the right thing not telling you? And the answer was yes. Okay, so my question is, are you still friends with that person? Absolutely. Okay, good. So now, Chantal, you're shaking your head and you're saying you would tell that person. Absolutely. And what about you, Camille? Same thing. And, uh, you know, if I'm going to apply that to Dan, uh, he's the type of person who can take it and he would appreciate me saying that to him. I think any of my friends, really, I think it's important because if they find out that you were withholding this information the whole time, that's the ultimate betrayal. Yeah. You oh, know? 100%. So, so can I just qualify? This was many years ago. Yeah, and it listen, Phyllis. Many, many, many years uh, yeah, and you know, and we, we all handle today? things differently. Though. Exactly. Absolutely. It really depends There's on the no person. There's no judging here at all. Yeah, I think absolutely not. not. Yeah. I think I, if I found out that Cheryl's current boyfriend was having an affair. Oh. <laughs> 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 he is so dead meat. Oh my gosh, he would be such dead meat. Yes. I, I, so now I would tell you that, yes, if I, if I knew yeah. stuff, I would absolutely go to someone now because I know how it would feel. I would want to know. Okay, so um, if he happens to be listening out there, um, be careful. <laughs> Plus, I know I know a lot of people. There's lots of eyes on you. So, <laughs> yeah. um, how about we just continue this a little bit longer for the 100%. podcast? Okay, so we're we're in studio with our friends Chantal, Shamandi, Phyllis on the line, and Camille Chakra in studio. So uh, we'll 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 continue this on Solo in the City TV. You can listen on the podcast there. So we'll we'll continue this conversation a bit and dish more dirt about Cheryl and I. Uh, but coming up for CJAD eight. Hundred listeners. We'll have the Kiss Calendar, Love Beats uh, with Jess Solomon, and a lot more. And uh, and Cheryl, you're, and don't you're forget, available for d- advice. Dating yeah. advice. Yeah. So if you want to ask me some questions, go to Ask Cheryl on SoloInTheCity.tv. You can also email at info at SoloInTheCity.tv or call me one. 1- 844-744-SOLO. Right, Ask me your questions. Your best friends and dating on Solo in the City this week. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Now we got problems, and I don't think we can solve them. You made a really deep cut. I want to go back to Dan's uh, three-month thing when yep. I mentioned three months. I, I feel like I haven't closed that. Kay. So I use the word three months, but I'm 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 putting a parenthesis around that because, you know, the first month of a relationship, I think, I would say, um, there's always that um, we kind of tiptoe-ish, you know, we, we, we don't know the other person and we, you know, we want, we don't want to offend the other person. So we're a little bit more careful. So, you know, I would say that you, from day one, I think the honesty factor and, you know, sometimes, I know it's hard, but I think at this point, you know, in, in this age group, um, you know, I'd say your age group, I guess, in your early 30s. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, 
there's no more time for that, um, you know, tiptoe through the tulips. And, I mean, you're a mature, uh, you know, guy who, you know, has to go out and has to go out really letting the, your partner, whoever that person you're interested in, is really who you are from day one. Because you know what happens, what, two months, three months down the line, it's like, why are you not the same as you were when I first met you? Yeah. Why have you changed? That, to me, is very, like, uh, it's 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 very bothersome mm-hmm. when I hear stuff like that. So I think that the best advice that I could ever give my friends, whether they're twenty, thirty, forty, or fifty, or whatever, I think it would be really the the true honesty of being who you really are from day one. Because you know, at the end of the day, you're only wasting your time. You know, years go by, the days go by. You know, then it's next, and then it's another girl. And so I think that that's the best advice I could ever give somebody. My son yeah. is 16 years old, and you know what I tell him all the time? You know what, honey? Be honest and be who you are, and that way, it's going to make your life easier. You know? I, I completely agree, and and I, I tend to be a lot more uh, upfront about the kind of person that I am and my character yes. and my wants and my needs. Uh, probably in, more in the last few years than than in my early 20s. Um, because I know who I am at this point, you know, and, and a lot of CJ listeners may have sort of uh, uh, he, may have heard me sort of grow up on the air almost over the last few years. I started I was like 20, 24, up, 25 with CJD. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I just um, and I'm also really busy, so I, I feel like I just want to get to the point. And, and if you if you if you like what I what I'm all about, great. If not, well then, best of luck. But I actually actually do say and believe that what Chantal was saying about thirty. You even have that more at 50 and up because we really do know who we are and we actually have left something that did not suit us. So we don't want to make the same mistakes. Now, some people, men and women, if they've been alone for a while and they've had the rejections, that's when we start to say, oh, you know, try and please the other person more and give up. What's that movie, um, Runaway Bride, where she constantly changes her egg style depending on the man she's with? Oh, right? yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Julia Roberts? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Julia yeah. Roberts. You know? Julia Roberts. You know, a lot of people do that, male and female, because they want to be accepted. But the best way to be accepted is to accept yourself for who you are. And the truth you is after... authentic. Yep. Yeah, uh, but exactly. after a while, you know what? But the, like you know, changing all the time. You know, you ask yourself at the end of the day, who am I? Because you've done so many like somersaults for everybody else in your life that you're like, okay, I need to sit down. And you know what? Being alone once in a while is okay too. To you know, take go back and say, what is it that made me the most happy in my life? When is the time that I was the happiest in my life? Oh, it was this. And that's how I, I was like, oh, I was like this, I was like this, I was like this. It's sometimes to take a break, to take a breather, and to go back to that. I think that's really important. So we're sitting here, Girl Talk with Dan. <laughs> this hey is girls. our BFFs on here. You've got Camille is uh, one of Dan's BFFs, and I'm sitting here with Chantal and Phyllis, two of my BFFs for a lot longer than probably Dan was alive in one of the cases with Phyllis. <laughs> um, and, and we're talking about, now what happens? Because I, I, we're talking about influentials and what people say to us and everything. What happens if you meet somebody? And, and I know, for instance, Chantal, I know you met one person that I dated that you didn't like at mm. all. Yeah. Do you tell the person like, okay, you know what? I love you, but I don't want to go out with you and that other person because I don't like them. What do you think? <laughs> Um, I think, you know, again, you need to be 100% honest with your friends. Always. That's just honesty is the best policy. And, you know, that that's it. Point final. Well, I would say that uh, I remember that time very well. And um, But I would say that. You Actually, know, I, I, I never been a couple of there's them been a couple the way, there's but... been a uh, few but but I never said that to Cheryl at the beginning because um I think that you know you got to go through your journey 
But then when she would say to me, you know, you could you imagine this and this and this happened? I'd be like, oh, God, that's I just knew that was going to happen. But and I'd be like, Actually, great, your because words I, were what were you thinking? thinking yeah. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I'm glad I that you it. figured it out on your own on your own, because, you know, you don't want to break something up that maybe I'm seeing, but she doesn't see right. at the end of the day. So but when she did tell me about the uh, the situation, I was like, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know what the hell you were thinking, but I let you go on that. And, you know, it, it's OK. But. Um, um, so I, I, I would say that, yes, you should, but I think you should also wait until something happens so that it can come from you and never from your friend. So, Phyllis, what happens if your BFF is dating somebody in the end and decides to have a relationship with somebody that you haven't grown up with, hasn't been part of your life, and you really don't like that other person? Well, um, it depends. It depends, you know, how often you can be social. You know, if you if you go out as couples often then it probably wouldn't be as often I'd spend more time on one-on-one mm. as opposed to in yeah. a couple situations. I agree. Yeah, I think you that's know, what happens to a lot honest, of people at our age. Just, pardon? I think that's what happens with a lot of people at our age. We just tend I to... I think it's very... Well, at some point it, in your time, your life, your, your time is valuable. And the people that you spend time with, to me, I want people that are positive. Like that. You know, I don't want people that are going to be like, you know, emotional vampires going to suck the energy out of me. Yeah. Or so, you know, I don't have to deal with that anymore, I feel. And you know, and you know, see that you see that at twenty years old and thirty years oh, old. Oh, I hear about but that I, all but the time. But at twenty you know? and thirty, we're still we're still you know, especially when we're getting married and everything, we're we're trying to kind of build a union together. And a lot of couples end up being friends with couples that they meet along the way uh, through their college, and then it kind of rolls forward. And then we meet through kindergarten friends, and and the evolution is there. Anyway, this has been so much fun. I actually feel that I got around being scathed alive a lot <laughs> easier than I thought it would be. I really thought I was going to, like, duck for cover and have to pull the mic out at a couple Phyllis, of times. Phyllis, last minute. You want to dish any last minute dirt while we're here? Nice. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Well, okay, go for it. The child was engaged at, I think, 18 or 19 or... How, should I, how old were you? Okay, wait, wait, let's clarify. Okay, so the rebel <laughs> in me, I was engaged at 18 and to a really nice guy, and I, I, he was my high school sweetheart. I loved him. The reason I got engaged at 18 was because he invited me to go to Europe for the summer to meet his family who lived there. Uh, we wanted to go to Israel. My mother said, you don't go traveling, very old-fashioned, you don't go traveling with people who aren't your husband. And I went, well, what if I got engaged? And she said, well, that'll work. So I you got engaged. Her. I showed her. I got Europe. I had a great time, and I came back. Sadly, I did hurt somebody's feelings. So not necessarily the best choice in retrospect, but... But a great trip but, to Europe. And I was <laughs> young you and foolish. So, yeah. Story. And the truth is, you know, I was engaged a few times. And it's okay to make those choices to not go through with something. <laughs> a woman is no allowed kidding. to change her mind. And so are guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No kidding. We just, we just shun on guys a lot more when they break the engagements. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we keep the rings. Can't help it. It's natural. <laughs> <laughs> Camille, last minute on Dan. Right, one piece of dirt, Camille. Okay. Um, Dan is pissed off quite a few people um, <laughs> well we there know was that. One, uh, there's one ex-girlfriend uh you know i think he really rubbed her the wrong way and she actually wrote a short story about him she That's used true. a pseudonym but oh man it was pretty scathing and yeah. she just ripped on him and basically focused on the f- well i she called him you know a faux 
feminist sort of, you know, it was condescending. He was stubborn, this this and that. (laughs) And you know what? He wouldn't tell me who wrote it or anything, but I found it online and I was like, "Mm -hmm, Mm. mm-hmm, there you go. And I read it and I still make fun of him to this day. There's going to be a lot of listeners out there trying to find this letter, Dan. I think he's gotten a lot better. I don't think he's the most stubborn person anymore, but I I think at this point in your life, you're ready to just find somebody who is stable you know, more than anything. <laughs> and I here. love it. Like, yeah, and living stable. in Montreal. Montreal. Not moving. Yeah, uh, not a creative writer, ideally. Okay. Definitely not a, not a writer. Nobody in Had the media, poets. no yeah. writers, no, nothing like that. <laughs> okay, Chantal, I know you're sitting there looking at me then with those I little doe eyes. Talk offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I do. Chantal wants to share a story. I can tell. Actually, I want to share, rather than sharing, uh, you know, a story that, you know, we've all dished and everything, but I want to, I want to just um, share something positive. Um, so, first First of all, I want to just um, tell you how I admire Cheryl for doing this at this time in her life and how, um, you know, when, you know, people talk and, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is that people who are looking down on whatever Cheryl's doing, you know, her picking up and getting this, this radio show and going out there and trying to help other people like her, I think that's amazing. And I look at the women who do... Um, you know, uh, dish on on Cheryl, and I, you know, I, they all have something in common: is that they wish they could do what Cheryl is doing. And that I find, I could tell you, I'm very instinctive when it comes to that. Cheryl knows. They all go, "Gee, I wish I could do that. I just can't do it." You know, what would I do alone? How could I be alone? So I would say that that's a really, really big, you know, a, a big, big, you know, smile. I mean, it's a big smiley face, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And the fact that she. Um, she took the time to date a lot of people, and today she's with a guy that we all love. All her friends love, love him, him to death. I'm looking at him right now, and uh, he's just a wonderful guy. And uh, you know what? I say for all the women out there, I don't care how old you are, if you're not happy, get out of it and move on. You'll find every pot has a cover. Amen. And if you're dishing the dirt on thank Cheryl, you. you have to deal with me too, by the way. Guys. Oh, thank you, Dan. I have your back too. But I, I, I do want to make a comment on that, and I thank you very much for that. And I, I want to go on this topic back to what I said earlier to Dan about breakups and moving forward and how to mend a broken heart because this is about growth and the reason I started doing this was I realized what I was going through and other people going through but didn't want to talk about it didn't want to share about it and didn't know how to move forward and at least I was lucky enough to have great support great friends, great family, great kids, and also the want and desire to create something for myself. And that was the progress that I did. I learned how to write. Whether it's good or bad, I learned how to write and I learned how to take the challenge and then realized I think other people need the same thing. And that's why I'm here and that's what I want to do. I want to help people feel confident to move forward. Relating, dating, mating, whichever it is that you wanted. And you couldn't have done that without support from your friends, and I nope. couldn't have been the person that I am without so you know, Camille you and my friends. And, uh, Phyllis uh, and Chantal Chamandy, thanks guys, and thanks Camille. Thank you. Thanks, guys. thanks for having us. Have a great afternoon. It was fun. What's up, baby? You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar. And Cheryl, time for your KISS calendar before we head off to uh, comedian Jess Solomon with Love Beats on the Street. What is happening in the city this week? Well, this week it's all about in the stars. And it starts off on Thursday night. Like We're really getting into the week a little bit later with some of the events. But Dash and Date is hosting a speed dating. Now, it's taking place at... L'Atelier Argentine, and it's for women 26 to 36 and men 28 to 38. And the cost is $50. I love this place. By the way, great sangria. I love their sangria there. You're shaking your head. You've had it, right? Uh, I haven't, but I do enjoy sangria. Uh, well, then I think that they make the best one. Okay. You know? And that, and by the way, if you're out on a date, you can go down there, order a picture, and share with somebody either your date or invite somebody to join you. So that's a great icebreaker. Also, Dash and Date is hosting the same night a 40-plus mixer. This is not to be missed. And like I said, it's all about astrology. So again, it's in the stars. They're going to be playing games, and you're going to have hors d'oeuvres, mingle with other eligibles. This is happening at Rassois. It's on, the, sorry, that's in Griffintown on Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken. Again, and the cost is $35. Elite Speed Dating is also hosting a speed dating. Now, this one is really special. It's very private. It's very secretive. So here's the deal. You have to sign up online as of September 20th. You go on as of 11.59 p.m. and you register. Then, if you're accepted and make the guest list, you will then get the location. Now, the event is around $100 each. It's a great place to meet five to eight people because it's five men, five women. Uh, they might go up to eight that night, and you just roll through, have a lot of fun. Elite knows how to do it. He's a great host when it comes to speed dating. So this will be a lot of fun, and it will be held in some Montreal's trendy restaurants. So for sure, atmosphere is going to be there as well. So get on that list. As well, the same night, this is all happening Friday night, Cook and Date is hosting barbecue, sushi, and grill night. The chef here is David Seaman, and um, this is a great way to get out there and meet people. And Cook and Date is one of those events also that I love to talk about because it's all about having fun, doing something you like, learning how to cook something sometimes. So a great event. And there's going to be a lot of other events coming up on the KISS calendar, so go check it out at solonthecity.tv. We're going to be starting also to launch a lot of Solo in the City custom events. Your eyebrows are going up, Dan. I love it. Mm -hmm. You're wondering what I'm going to launch onto you here, right? Yeah. What are you going to make me do, Cheryl? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I just want to start really getting people out there. And one of the things that we will be doing is hosting weekly events where people can get out, get social, doing different things within the city and meeting like-minded people, you know, mature people who want to just meet new people and maybe find love. So really going to encourage it. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about getting back to the future. So this is all going to be about going out to the movies, and we're going to be hosting something on October 21st. Very exciting. The movie, get this done, October 21st, 2015, was the date they talked about in the movie. Back to the Future? Right. That was the future. That now was the future. Now we're in the future. Right. 
So on that date, we're going to be doing a screening of that movie at Guzo. Cool. So I want everybody to put that into their date. There's going to be details to follow, and uh, Vince Guzo is getting on board with us, and he's going to be coming into studio in a couple weeks also to talk about it. But the event's going to be a lot of fun, and people are going to be invited to get back to the way it used to be and go to the movies. All right. Very cool. So solointhecity.tv uh, for more information on that event coming up. Uh, and now time for Love Beats on the Street. Comedian Jess Solomon taking to the streets every week to see what Montreal Montrealers have to say about dating issues. And uh, and this week, I guess it's all about... It was uh, all about how do yeah. our friends influence us and how much influence they should have on our dating life. Here's what people have to say. Hi, I'm Jess Solomon here with Solo in the City on CJD. Love Beats on the Street. What's your name? JC LaFontaine. JC, thanks for talking to us. Uh, so this week we're talking about whether your friends have helped or hindered your dating life, your love life. I would say it's almost a combination of both. They've never hooked me up with anybody. We have such different tastes in men that they wouldn't even know where to begin. It's really hard to, to hinder my dating life when there's, like, there's no dating life. My friends are usually a little bit more outgoing, so okay. they usually manage to break the ice for me and then I can just like smooth in. If anything, I'm, I like to be the friend that helps them hook up. They've given me good advice. Um, I used to work in the airline industry, so they gave me good advice. Be charming, don't fall around, and the accent helps a lot. I, I do say that I have a very supportive group of friends that, you know, they tell me, well, you know, you, you look good, you're funny, you're confident, like, we don't have to do any other work for you. And I don't think that men is really a type of thing that we're looking for. I think, if anything, my girlfriends and I help each other succeed more career life. However, I will agree that it's great to go out with my girlfriends in order to meet other people. Makes you less vulnerable, more comfortable, and at the same time more open. You know what? I, I have to tell you, I, I love so many of the different comments, but something really stuck out at me, and I don't know if you picked up on this. Somebody kept referring to hookup. Mm-hmm. A guy was referring to it and a girl was referring to it. And I want to I wanna clarify that, and I think this is a show. I, I actually think this is topic of conversation we have to have is hookup dating. I think that they're two different things. Hooking up is hooking up. Dating is dating. But maybe that also has to do with our show that we're going to be doing about 50 plus dating and the way we both talk about it because... I, I think there is something there. Yeah, I mean, people date for different reasons, right? I mean, some people date just to hook up, and then some people date because they want a relationship. Um, and then oh, 100% sometimes, on that. But sometimes I you jump think in and end up with the complete opposite of what you wanted. Well, that's something else. I mean, because you never know when you're going to meet the person that you want to have a relationship with. But I do think that there's um, something that we have to look at there. No, I, I know that there's something that we have to look at mm. there, so I do want to get back to that. Thanks to our friends for for participating in the show today, Uh, Camille Phyllis and Chantal. We did an extra long panel dishing the dirt about our love lives, which you can hear on the podcast at solonthecity.tv. And uh, that was fun, Cheryl. It was fun. It was a little bit exhausting because I was always sitting on the edge of my seat (laughs) waiting to hear what somebody might say about us. But I feel like... um, we were honest about certain things, right? Yeah, 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 it wasn't. Camille revealed that there's some poetry out there about yeah, me. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and that, that's what I was going to get at. Uh, for those of you listening, there's a letter out there that someone wrote about Dan. It's actually and, not uh, under my name, so it'd be pretty tough to find. But Oh, uh, well, we'll find it. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> um, 
Thanks, uh, thanks very much, Cheryl. And uh, join us next week here on Solo in the City. We're here Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Listen to all the episodes and the bonus panel, of course. Uh, lots of dating tips and events at solointhecity.tv. And uh, Cheryl, have a great week. Thanks, Dan. You too. And also, don't forget to check out our dating site at solointhecity.tv, as well as our Kiss calendar, because it's all about keeping it simply social. We all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week. Sometimes I believe, at times I'm wishing more. I can fly high, I can go low.